Hey, I'm Dustin. And I'm Steve. Welcome back, listeners, to the finest phototainment in the world. That's right, you're listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, an irreverent look at wedding photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. Dustin, big news. Big competitor of ours, Alex Jones... Infowars, he got booted off of Apple Podcasts and off of YouTube and Facebook. I don't. Who, for those of us who don't know anything about any of this, why don't you fill us in quickly, Steve? Uh, he's a nut job with like a million listeners who told people that the Democrats were going to start a civil war on July 4th. Okay. A million listeners. And he was spouting off nonsense like that. And since Is that we a spout photo off, podcast? No, not at all. But we spout off a lot of nonsense as well, so... Hmm. Basically, our, our our heads are on the chopping block. We could go at any moment. So it's like freedom of speech to a point. Uh, freedom of speech to a point where he he was abusive and hateful. So he got hmm. kicked off for being abusive and hateful and promoting violence and stuff. He's a terrible human being. See, Steve, I thought the big, exciting, amazing news you were going to be announcing today would be the fact that you and I will be joining forces yet again your Vader to my Luke, and we would be tackling a wedding, a force beyond nature, like something that novels are written about, Stephen. Can we go back on that? Uh, my no. Vader no. to your Luke? Steve. Do you really want to be the whiny one? Uh, do you really want to be the evil one? Absolutely. Vader's there fantastic. <laughs> then, then it's set. <laughs> so... Yeah, so guys, look forward to some fun Instagram storying uh, this Friday. Uh, check us out on Instagram for that. I'm sure Steve will find some humorous, embarrassing thing to uh, talk to you guys about of me. And I'll, I'll be I working, and Dustin, so I probably won't be Instagramming. That's just a thing that I do when I work. Oh, then where did all those Instagram stories come from? Whoa, 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 Yeah. That was downtime. <laughs> yeah, because we won't have any downtime this week. We were on a break. Union regulated. Steve's in a in a wedding union. Dustin, let's push into follow-up. You want to tell us something about this John, or follow-up trying John Syracuse? You want to update us on the copyright situation? Uh, nothing really to update you on. Uh, the letter uh, was sent out to him this week. Uh, my lawyer, unfortunately, is on vacation, however, this week. Wasn't she on uh, vacation and that's why she couldn't originally help you out when the thing first hit? Yeah, yeah. All so right. she was on... Uh, we need to both quit wedding photography and become lawyers. What are we oh. doing with our lives? This is all great questions. No, before she was on a family vacation and now she's on like a non-family vacation like an immediate family vacation i don't really know um speaking of yeah. which this episode might go up late because i'll be on vacation <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i want to quit my job and become a steven that's my job title hey i'm dustin and you can find me on linkedin i'm a steven yeah uh jen and i are celebrating our 10-year anniversary this weekend oh congratulations so we're going to do like a... 10-year anniversary of what? A night away from the kids. 10-year anniversary of being married, Dustin. <laughs> this is a children-friendly podcast. It is most definitely not. Not after all the terrible things you've said in the past. All right, Dustin. I, I guess we're pushing on. straight into beer talk. What what you drinking tonight, buddy? I am, I am still on this diet. I know I'm hearing the moans and groans of you guys out there in cyber world, but... 
I, Steve, I, this is my justification. Steve drinks enough beer on this podcast for the two well, of well, us. I, I want to clarify. Steve drinks enough beer on and off this podcast for the two of us. Let's get it and right. The two of us and our spouses. <laughs> and a herd of elephants. And a Steve herd of Australian elephants. Wait, that's a thing? Yeah. There's no Australian elephants. Go to Australia. No, 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 check no. Explain them out. That. Explain that to me. What, what is an Australian I, elephant? Is that like a rugby team? <laughs> Is that Aussie rules football? I want to know. Yeah. Come on. Yes, it's a soccer team. Are you going somewhere with that? Let's see. Let's see what you're drinking tonight, Steve. I want to see the bottle. Do they hop around on two legs? Do they have a pouch? What, they're, what called you, the, they're called the ruse. What do you call a baby elephant that is in an Australian elephant's pouch? A baby elephant that's in an Australian kangaroo's pouch? An Australian elephant's pouch. The Australian elephant that you just told us about. I assume it is also a marsupial, much like many of the mammals on the great continent of Australia. Come on. Dive into this with me. It is a pouch elephant. I don't know. I'm not, I don't know where oh, you're going with this. Just, just trying to see what your brain can come up with on the spot. Come on. The oh, it's comedy been a long podcast. Day. We got to improv a little bit here. All right. Well, I guess I'll just push into the real beer talk. You know, last week I gave Dustin a lot of crap because his negative, terrible energy and his constant working all the timeness forced me to have to work on a day when I was supposed to have off. But on the bright side, on the way home, there's construction. So we couldn't take the highway like usual. So Jen and I had to turn off the highway and go on those uncharted roads. And what did we find there? We found a brewery. That is correct. And we stopped and got beer on the way home. So this beer comes straight from Flat 12. It is a Pogues Run Porter. I clipped again. Dang it. <sighs> it's a delicious how beer. How is it? How is it? It's heavy beer with a slight tobacco-y aftertaste. It's very good. I like it a lot. But I like tobacco, mm. so. Mm, wacky tobacco Dustin... Dust, well, what is this? The first topic that I see, Dustin, do you have something you want to talk to the listeners about this week? Well, I just, I guess I had kind of a question or rather, uh, I wouldn't, I don't want to go as far as to say it's a, a dilemma, but uh, we did a wedding. Um, we won't say when we did this wedding, um, but we'll say recently. And uh, we we're working on the photos uh, this week and... Uh, the wedding was amazing. We loved the couple, loved the family. The Everything went great. We get home, we're working on the photos, and this is the first time this has ever happened, Stephen. Uh, we're this editing. is the first time you've ever worked on your own photos? <laughs> yeah. The first time you've ever done an edit? Oh my gosh. I know, but we're, we're going through the pictures, and we notice uh, Corinne did the details for this wedding, not me. Oh, um, wow. And so I'm looking at the picture of the wedding ring. Mm -hmm. Actually, let me let me correct that. Our intern was looking at this picture of the wedding ring on our computer, and uh, yeah, give credit where credit's due. Come yeah, on. Yeah, no, no, no. She called this out, and she was like, "Hey, Dustin, I have a question." So I go over to her desk, and I look at uh, her screen, and I I see on the front of the wedding ring, of uh, on the diamond itself is etched a giant CZ. Now, our intern, God bless her soul, is is too young to know what that means. And obviously by the blank stare on Steve's face, he doesn't either. So for those out and there that don't know- by the frantic Googling you can hear from Steve. <laughs> 
CZ stands for cubic zirconium, which is a fake diamond. Zirconium? Can you try to... There you go. Cubic zirconium. I would love to know what a cubic zirconium is. It's a relative of Mark Cuban. Anyways, um... So yeah, it's a, it's a fake diamond. It's a it's a much cheaper uh, diamond lookalike. A lot of high-end diamond stores will put them in their settings when you're looking at rings because they can obviously put them in and you'll never know the difference. And then when you buy the diamond, they'll swap it out with the real diamond. But yeah, I, I, I'm like at a, at a loss. I've never had this happen. I don't know what to do. Do I just Photoshop the CZ out and move on? Do I assume that they know? I mean, it's one of those things where you can't see it from the na- with the naked eye. It's only because we had a macro lens and we were lighting it and we were getting like side light. So the light was coming kind of from behind the diamond, which was making the etching visible. And I'll throw this picture up in the uh, the group so that you guys can see what we're talking about. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's really interesting because I've never had a ring where I, I knew it was fake. I knew it was a, an artificial diamond. And obviously you've never had this happen before either, I assume. I've never heard of a CZ being scratched into it or etched into it. That's the part that's confusing to me. Yeah, like the I idea neither. that somebody has a cubic zirconium diamond, like in place of their diamond, that is not that weird. It's the idea of having CZ etched into it. Was it maybe like the, as you were saying earlier, like it was the display thing and they didn't take the CZ out? Did you tell the bride and groom it says CZ on it? No, we just noticed this. What if uh, they thought they were buying a diamond and then they got that's a That's why zirconium? I'm in this dilemma, Stephen. I'm like, do I ask? Like, do I say, hey, just so you know, we noticed this? Send or- them a message and just say, hey, um, would you like me to Photoshop the CZ out of the uh, engagement ring and see what they say? That's, a, that's not a half bad way to go Because that keeps about it. you from having to say, it, uh, your, your diamond's fake. And it, you know, gives them the ability to, if they want to comment on it, say something. And if it is like they got ripped off and they didn't realize it was a CZ, they paid diamond prices, then then they know and they can, you know, bring that up with their jeweler, the police or whatever. I, al- I almost thought about bringing it up with the bride's parents because obviously the bride and groom are on like a two-week honeymoon and they'll be back sometime in the next couple of days. But it's okay, I thought you don't the deliver mean- the gallery for like four weeks, like right. a month, right? So yeah, you got time. Right. So... Yeah, just kind of, I didn't know if you had or if any listeners out there have ever run into a situation like this, I'd love to uh, hear what you did or what you thought or what the scenario was that this happened. Because yeah, I just, I didn't want to accuse the bride of having a fake diamond and then her not know that it was a fake diamond and then, you know, be in an even weirder situation if she did know and she was like super embarrassed about it. Or like my wife said, maybe it's a situation where it's just like a placeholder diamond for when they can afford to get a real diamond put there. Yep. So just because you brought this up and because I had no idea what this topic was going into it, I have been frantically Googling this thing. Nowhere in the world do I see anywhere where they say that it's normal for a cubic zirconium to have the word or cubic zirconia to have the CZ etched into it anywhere. Everywhere it says like, oh, if you want to know if it's diamonds real or not, you need to go to an expert and they can tell by the way the light's refracting and other things like that. 
nowhere does it say, and they etch a CZ into it. So I'm guessing it's either like a fill-in until they can afford a real diamond or or they got ripped off somehow and they just don't know about it yet. But it seems so weird. I don't I don't think anyone's gonna advertise that there's a CZ on it, but I I know because my grandmother has a bunch of Kiebrick zirconium jewelry. And so that's how I knew when I saw it that that's exactly what it meant. And that's Hers what it was. Is CZ like, etched into it too? Uh, I don't know if it's etched onto the actual diamond itself, but somewhere on the piece of jewelry, CZ is on it. That is crazy. Yeah, no. You you should just reach out to them and ask if they want the CZ photoshopped out. Takes care of your problem. Bing, bang, boom. Done, 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 done. Is that is that all you needed? Can we move on to the next thing or no? Yeah, baby. Do you go to rehearsal dinners? This is a question from me to you. This is not a listener question. This is just me to you. This is just you and I having a conversation. You want to know what I feel about rehearsal dinners. Yeah, you're chitting. I'm chatting. I will be going to this weekend's wedding's rehearsal dinner. Is it out of town or in town? In town. Are they paying you to be there? They are not paying me to be there. Is it like your best friend from growing up? It is It is not my best friend from growing up. The bride's is wearing her deceased mother's wedding dress uh, to the rehearsal. And there also will be a toast from her father during the rehearsal dinner. And so being that we're doing both photo and video of this wedding, I thought even though they did not opt to pay for this service, it might be worthwhile to get. So this is why you keep asking me if I want to come down the night before and spend the night at your house because you're trying to trick me into going to this rehearsal dinner with you. Well, I'm just saying, Stephen, the rehearsal dinner happens to be at your favorite restaurant in Fort Wayne, which I know there are very few. Bravas? Which, no, that Irish bar. Oh, yeah. That's where the rehearsal dinner is. I'll go to that rehearsal dinner with you if uh, you buy all of my whiskey. She said she would buy all of our whiskey. If we went to the rehearsal Dustin, dinner. They have like shots of whiskey that alone are like $100. Dustin. I know. Why do you think I'm going? You're not going to get one of those shots. <laughs> I'll take a shot of the Pappy Van Winkle, please. <laughs> That's what I'll ask for when I go. Okay. I need that good, good bourbon. I actually photographed off topic here. Side note. I photographed the owner of the bar in Indiana that has the most bourbons of any bar in Indiana. And I thought the whole time... God, I think Steve would have loved to do this job because she's telling me about all these bourbons she has, and I know nothing about bourbon. Oh, man, I would have murdered you. I was at North End Barbecue here in uh, Indy the other day with my brothers. My, my little brother came down to visit, and so me and my younger brother went out to lunch with them. And they have a fantastic whiskey and bourbon selection there. And I just got an old-fashioned, but I was just like looking over the menu, and I was like, oh... Elijah Craig, 18 years? Yeah, I, I could get down on that. And then I was like, oh, $40. No, no, I'm not going to do that today. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm trying to think what the uh, the bottle she was showing me that she said is like really expensive and just started selling in Indiana. Uh, but she originally would have to drive to Virginia to buy and bring it back. Okay, so we are off on a very boring okay, tangent okay. for most, yep. most people now. Um, you are nope. doing this rehearsal dinner, and you're doing it for free out of the kindness of your heart and out of the kindness okay. of getting uh, possibly hundreds of dollars worth of shots of whiskey. Yes, yes. Mainly because um, this bride happens to also be a kind of a local celebrity, and so I'm kind of doing everything I can to keep her happy. Is she, is she the news news person or whatever? Yep, she is one of the local news anchors here in town. Oh, Dustin. 
she just aired her engagement photos tonight on the news. So everybody's been texting me. And of course, the first thing Corinne said was, where's our photo credit? Yeah. Where was it? <laughs> Not on the news. That's for sure. But at least now we know what photos she likes. Wow. Did you uh, send another letter to your copyright lawyer? I, that's actually the first thing that I thought of was, hey, we just saw our uh, our photos used on uh, TV, which we don't release TV uh, licensing in our uh, photos. <laughs> but no. Wow. I'm just going to let that one slide. What's more important to you, running a successful business or? Well, I figure it's probably not a good idea to send a cease and desist letter to a bride three days before her wedding. <laughs> Are you going to have words with her? Are you going to see if she'll make it right? No, I... You know what? You don't do anything. I'm going to show up at the wedding and I'll say something. Perfect. That's that's why I love you, Steve. You're my bulldog. You're I'll always just, in my I'll corner. I'll just be like casually to the bride when I'm doing like shots of uh, her getting ready or something. I'll be like, so I saw your photos on the news, but I didn't see the photographer who's credited with that. Did you know that's super illegal and that <laughs> your television station could get sued for that? Especially if, you know... You didn't clear it with the photographer first, like not just like a thousand dollars, like we're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars here and then just watch her face. You think that'll make for a good wedding day? And then just like say, but congrats on getting married today. Yeah. And then I'll raise a hand and just be like, high five. I'm walking and away. they'll be like, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. Good times. Maybe I'll just bring the uh, paperwork from your lawyer straight there just slide it to the groom right before the wedding see what happens then there you go i love it okay dustin i'm so excited to shoot with you this weekend steve (laughs) after everything that i've just said you're still excited to shoot with me steve i've been looking forward to this for such a long time i'm glad one of us has been so dustin next up on our podcast notes Stephen pike in our facebook group our very own facebook group posted a new kickstarter project product yeah. for you to check out and you put it in the show notes which i can only assume means you already wasted money on this Dustin, how much hey. money have you spent on this this steadify thing the, Stephen, first it's off only, do you want to uh, tell the listeners what it is absolutely uh so somebody in the facebook groups thought they Stephen would pike. Uh, jab a little fun at me uh, because I like to invest in startups and new ideas and creativity and entrepreneurialness. And uh, in one of the outlets I do that is Kickstarter. And uh, this is also known as throwing your money into a garbage bin, Kickstarter. (laughs) So I, uh, I, somebody should buy that domain and like forward it to Kickstarter, like throwing your money in a garbage can.com and then forward it to Kickstarter. That would be it's hilarious. Only like twelve dollars, Dustin. You can do it. Um, anywho, so yeah. So what it is is a tripod replacement. Not really a replacement. A tripod for those who travel or are on the go a lot. It's like a hip sort of waistband type thing that kind of mounts up against your thigh and hip. And no, then it has let's say it, what it really is. It's a jock strap that you wear around your waist. How, where do you get the jock strap at? Because it's a strap that goes around with a crotch plate. It's a jock strap. It's not a crotch plate. Mm, look at it, Dustin. Look it, at it real close. What does it, it look like? It looks like a jock strap. It looks like that. Exactly but it like a jock strap. It definitely goes on your hip, not your crotch. It depends how <laughs> it depends how you feel about it. What's <laughs> what's gonna bring you the most pleasure when you're shooting? 
<laughs> and so then from there, there's a little like mini monopod type thing that hooks to the bottom of your camera with a, a little ball joint on it. And then it kind of cups into the, the, the mount or whatever that rests on your hip so that you can get a more steady shot without needing to lug around a tripod. So, yeah, so that's pretty much sums it up. Yeah. So it's, it's a jock strap with a crotch plate, rather large crotch plate. And as my wife pointed out in the Facebook group, there is a per there's a hole at the bottom of the crotch plate. I didn't see the hole. Where does she see this hole at? I'm on the website. Well, obviously I, I don't see it, but we'll post a picture of this thing. Stephen Pike responded to her saying that the hole is probably for add-on accessories that you only get in the Platinum package. So there is a jock strap with a crotch plate and a hole for add-on accessories. You're going to tell me that this isn't a sex toy? Oh, yeah. It even comes in camouflage. <laughs> Great for when you're out in the woods. Yeah, man. Oh, gosh. Just saying, I'm just saying I could be at a wedding and whip this bad boy out and no one would even see me if I had it in camouflage. So last week on the podcast, we talked about a person who thought a second shooter should deliver their own photos to the client. So I wanted to follow up on some of that stuff, Dustin, with a few questions for you. How many photos do you expect a second shooter to deliver? I think the... Mm, I, I think a good rule of thumb is if it's like a standard wedding day, I kind of expect them to deliver. So when you say deliver, are you saying how many I end up using of what they shot? No, how many, how many photos? images do they give to you at the end of the day? Just I don't, straight off I don't the really card. I don't really have a number in my mind because I've worked with so many second shooters that will overshoot. Uh, a couple of the people I've worked with recently um, are really good about actually going through during the downtime and deleting oh my the, gosh they delete on the, on the camera during the shoot during the shoot that's like a number one no now like you're definitely not ever supposed to do that what are I these know. people thinking i've told them that they're gonna lose and all of their photos and then you're gonna be out not them they're you're gonna be the one in trouble but so far we've had no problems so, uh, yeah, the good old Dustin, so far we haven't had any problems, so we don't need to shoot to two cards. We don't need to act like professionals. Exactly. But yeah, so I would say on average, though, I expect to deliver to my clients uh, anywhere from two to 300 usable photos from the second shooter. How many photos does a second shooter usually take in order to deliver 200 to 300 usable photos to you? I would say somewhere in the neighborhood of if they're a really good shooter and they're not like me where they shoot like three of everything, I would say around a thousand pictures, maybe 1500. Mm -hmm. I would say is a typical amount. Corinne, my wife, will shoot closer to 2,000 on average. Mm -hmm. I, at a wedding, will shoot somewhere in the neighborhood of three to 4,000 pictures. But you're not second shooting. You're, you're number Correct. one. Correct. So I'm just giving you proportions of what, what we do. See, I would expect from a second shooter somewhere between 1,500 and 2,000 as well. And the reason I brought this up is a long, long time ago, Jen and I were working with somebody as a second shooter, and that person delivered... 500 raw images at the end of the day. And this is they a person who'd best been 500 images you've ever seen for a very long time in the industry and like had their own business and was successful. And it blew my mind 
His name is Dustin McKibben. You can find him on Instagram at Dustin underscore McKibben. Oh, no. No, it was not Dustin McKibben. Dustin McKibben would deliver more photos than that. It was it was amazing to me. I get it, did not understand it. I talked to the person like all day while we were shooting and heard multiple times about why they love shooting, all this stuff, and then like what they thought you had to do to get the best photos and everything. And then 500 photos, and I felt like maybe 50 were usable. I was just going to say, how many out of that 500 you delivered? 50. Like 50. So, ten, so I still kind of followed that 10% rule. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was the problem, Dustin. So, oh, I mean, I, mean, I had there... enough images every, every time I needed this photographer to come through, like, because I couldn't be there and they were covering something while I was covering something else, they came through. So they hit all the important parts throughout the day. But at the end of the day, I was just like, I can't work with somebody who only shoots this many photos ever again. Like we've, we've worked with people before who deliver like 800 to 900 but they just have a much higher hit rate, you know? And like, that's okay. But working with somebody who only delivered 500 was just kind of like, I, I don't know. I, I can't even, it, it was, uh, it was crushing for me. Yeah. I, I can believe it. Um, so you're using, uh, this girl again, uh, more this year, right? I did not specify gender first off, second off. Um, <laughs> no, I don't think we'll be using that person very often in the future. Unless it was like a dire situation. Oh, feel bad. Next time I'll give you more when I shoot with you. <laughs> Dustin, I have faith in you. you. You can produce great quality images. I think if you gave me 500 images, at least 25 of them would be good. Hey, that one wedding I did for you in, uh, in, in the pinch, what was that last year? I did some off-camera flash at that one, I think. Perhaps. I have no idea what you did. It's so long ago. Yeah, I see. Unlike Steven, I remember every wedding. You know what? You know, what? I do remember something you did a few episodes ago. You were talking crap about a second shooter of yours because they friended a bride of yours after the wedding. Do you remember that? Uh, no, and that I don't shoot that you did for us, you friended the bride after the wedding on Facebook, Dustin. You want to talk about that a little bit, buddy? Uh, I would say that I did not friend the bride. <laughs> the bride friended me on Facebook. Oh, yes, yes. Did she friend you? She also friended my second shooter. Oh, very nice. She's a very nice yeah. bride. Yeah, she was a very, very... They were both, the bride and the groom <laughs> for that wedding, were like such kind people. And I was like, how does Steve and Jennifer get the most amazing people? Oh, that was devastating to Jen. That was like the wedding she was looking forward to the most the whole year. And then for our daughter to be sick and she had to miss it, it was devastating to her. Oh. I wouldn't have wanted to miss that wedding. Dustin, why are you sending me photos of strap-ons right now? <laughs> it does kind of look like a strap-on. Uh, I did not. Oh, oh, that's um, just the stead, the steadify, the the Kickstarter yeah. thing we were talking about. I was like, wow, Dustin, that's crazy. Whoa. Yeah. I didn't. I did not order one of those. Um, however, after <laughs> I saw it, I was like, that I could see where that would be really handy as a wedding videographer doing like dance floor stuff where you just want to be a shade more stable without like having a tripod or monopod. But I could see where there could be some embarrassment when you whip this thing out. Like it's a elongated shaft coming from your hip and then attaching to your camera. You know, if it gets the job done, that's all that matters. 
we worked with a guy one time who's shooting video and he had a thing I think might've talked about on the podcast before he had like a, a strap thing that he strapped on to his back and then it had like a thing that came out over his head with like a little like rope thing that hung down that you clipped onto like the hot shoe. Yeah. Yeah. Of like your, a steady cam. Yeah. It was crazy. And I mean, he, he made a really good video, so that's all that matters. But like all day long, people are just giving him the weirdest looks and yeah. Well, I'm sure it like saves his back. Mm, th- that's like, why he said he used it. Yeah. He, yeah, he looks like it, a cyborg though out on the dance floor with that thing. It's crazy looking. Yeah. I, I, one of the guys that used to shoot for us had one of those and, uh, I used it once at a wedding uh, and I was like, nope, never again. So Dustin, you kind of pushed into this already, but do you expect that second shooter to call their images before they give them to you? I do not. Nope. Would you want them to? Uh, just depend. I mean, that's such a tricky uh, question. It really depends because I think everyone calls a little differently. Um, I am not very picky when I call. I like to give my clients as much as I can. Um, I'm really just filtering out uh, per se the bad shots. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like perhaps a second shooter, um, if they're extra picky, they're going to give me a lot less that I might want to keep, um, because they think, Oh, that moment's better than this moment. Well, I just want to give the bride both moments. Um, so I don't, I, if I had to choose, I would choose to call myself so tell your photographers to stop deleting in camera while you're at the shoot. It's it's not like something that I tell them to do. It's just something I'll catch them like off in the corner, like going through because they think that I'll somehow judge them. Gosh, they, why, uh, why is there so much like pride tied into it? That was exactly what I was thinking. It was, it was a pride thing. Like, I don't oh, want this totally person to know that thing. some of my photos might be blurry. No, yeah, this person's totally also a, a photographer. Thing. They understand that, you know. Everybody takes blurry photos from time to time, you know? Jeez. Except for Steven Van Elk when he's shooting this Friday. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, you're going to have to throw away a bunch of my stuff. I know it. I've shot for you before. Yeah, I know. I've asked you for feedback and you never give it to me. <laughs> but then you keep hiring me to come back again and again. So I assume I'm doing something right. It's just your company, Steven. Aw, Dustin. I like your company yeah. too, buddy. And you could just not even put an SD card in, but as long as you're there looking like you're shooting, that's really all I need. I'll just shoot with my iPhone. Don't worry about it. Perfect. Just like Steven Soderbergh. Love it. Insane. Uh, So what's this next topic all about? Sexism in photography. That's right. Two white dudes. Two middle-class white white dudes are going to tackle sexism in photography. Okay. So this comes from a photography group in St. Louis, (laughs) which not only did this... uh, Did this topic become like viral in their community? I've since joined the group and I'm not going to say what group it is, but, um, you know, in like a group, you can pin an announcement to the top. They pinned this guy's announcement to the top of the group. And so, uh, this guy, his name's Randy. He wrote after a couple of months now, I've come to the, I've come to the conclusion that younger female photographers do not have the tech side of photography gene, nor do they want it or have the ability to obtain it. This is just my option. I love it. This guy has since either been booted from the group or he left the group of his own volition. But I I joined the group specifically just to see this thing and see what was going down there. And there's like 170 comments on this guy's post, all berating him and telling him he's an idiot, basically. It's fantastic. What was he thinking? 
Well, I think he was thinking that, you know, a very big part of photography and knowing the technology of the photography is having a dick. And if you don't have a dick, you can't really understand the technology that goes into photography. It's like, I mean, how does a sensor work? If you had a dick, you'd know. And if you don't have a dick, then like you don't even understand when I hear the word sensor, you just hear something else, right? Well, it's all physics, Steve. See, the (laughs) electromagnetic pole... Uh, flows through technology into a circuit-like magnitude, and then from there, it, it just kind of transfers through the dictoid and then into our brains, which is why... Answer me this. Riddle me this, Steve. Whenever you've had Comcast or Frontier, whoever you use for cable, out to your house, how many have you seen as female? Mm, zero? Yeah, because they don't have dicks. <laughs> I feel we've gone to a really dark place with this. <laughs> oh, but no, some Gosh. of the best photographers I know with technology are female. And as Steve has equated to in the past, I don't use off-camera flash. I look at that as pretty technical. And uh, I know females that rock the off-camera flash game hardcore. I am kind of curious what the tech side of photography gene is. Like, is that like, oh man, I'm just really geeking out on these cameras because uh, as people famously might know from listening to our podcast, I hate geeking out on cameras, especially in the podcast. And I try to shut it down every time Dustin tries to do it. Yeah. Like there's this new piece of uh, tech that uh, came out last week that I wanted to talk about, but you guys will never hear about it because Steve shut it down. Oh my gosh. I just... I think my dick just disappeared. I didn't even want to hear about that tech stuff. I know, Steve. That's why I never have understood how you procreate. But someday the documentary will be out and we'll understand. But anyways, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why guys uh, get so fascinated by the technology part. I know females do as well. Um, Can we just say people get fascinated by it? Like, I just don't understand why anybody feels the need. Because he's not just being sexist. Because he specifically points out younger female photographers. Like, he's also being ageist. He's also being ageist. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I've known many, many, many kids who geeked out on technology more than uh, older people did. In fact, I feel like usually as people get older, they stop geeking out on technology and they're like, oh, me? I'm, I'm shooting this wedding with the 5D Mark II I bought 10 years ago, you know? Yeah. Well, I think that there's uh, currently in the marketplace of photography, there is a frustration growing amongst uh, older um, like photographers that have been doing this a very long time uh, when they're seeing these, uh, let's call them millennials or new photographers that are emerging uh, with like let's just Let's call a, them in- younger millennials. Younger. Yeah. What's, yeah, you've what's been, the? You've been in the business for ten years. I've been in the business for eight years of wedding photography, and we're both technically millennials. Uh, as Eliza Sleishinger would say, we're elder millennials. Um, elder millennials. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, we're elder millennials. So, I mean, these are younger millennials, baby millennials. You could say ba- babies. Yeah, they're baby millennials, babies. Yeah, I think that there's this frustration um, growing where. Uh, there's just this influx of photographers that are just shooting with like, you know, a 50 millimeter lens and like a, you know, a Canon Rebel and they're just killing it. They're just getting really good stuff. And I think there's, um, they're stealing a lot of like business, especially I've seen in my market from those who do like senior pictures. 
Um, they're stealing a lot of those clients. Mm -hmm. And so I think those people are getting really irritated by like, ah, hey, you know, this person doesn't know how to use strobes and lights and all this stuff. And it's like, it doesn't really matter because, you know, they're still taking great pictures and they're still, you know, doing what they love. You just need to figure out how to evolve your business to better handle that. Anti-aging cream. If you can age yourself back down to being a teenager in some sort of Freaky Friday situation where you're not actually trading places with one of your kids, because that would, that would be terrible for your child to wake up one morning and have old man balls. Um, but, you know, <laughs> if you could de-age yourself down to being a teenager, then suddenly you're hip, you're cool, you're getting all those teenage senior photo sessions. You go to school one day, and then you're like, Everybody's like, whoa, what are you doing in school? And you're like, you've never seen me here, but I've always been registered. I just never come. And all of a sudden, you're the coolest kid in school. Now you take your baseball cap, you put it on, and you flip it backwards because you're not allowed to wear those in schools. You pull your electric skateboard out of your backpack, and you just zoom right out of school, right past that security guard. With a camera. But on the way, you throw out all your business cards. <laughs> And all your business card has is your Instagram handle. Yeah, you know it. Double tap that. Like that. Uh, uh. Find me on stories. Woo, woo. <laughs> Find me on stories. Woo, woo. That's what they say, right? That's that's the lingo? Oh, gosh, no. No, it is not. But I wouldn't mm. know. I'm old. I'm an uh, old I'm gonna man. I'm going to get a dictionary here soon. Uh, Dustin, let's do some Q&A. Q&A, Stephen. Gosh, I even created a whole like intro for Q&A to try to get you to stop with these weird singing things you do, but you just keep doing it. Q&A, Steven. Oh, gosh. All right. Let's do some Q&A. But Steve. Alex Bruce from our very own Wedding Hangover Facebook group asks, have any of you tried adding a photo booth to your business? He's thinking about getting down and Givy. My note, not mm. his. Or maybe it was his note. I, f I forget. Uh, anyway, getting down, I think, was my my, <laughs> my way of phrasing it. But he's, he's thinking about using Giphy. So doesn't... Um, Jen and I have tried doing a photo booth before. I know you still do a photo booth. At least the last wedding I shot with you, you were doing one. Yes. So w what do you have to say about uh, photo booths with your business? What do you, what do you think? Ah. <sighs> one of those things Stephen where so honestly I, this is a question I've been kind of uh, struggling with myself here in the last few months um, because we're at kind of a crossroads where we're really pushing the envelope budget wise here locally for wedding photography without a photo booth the reason we started doing the photo booth was simply to encroach more upon a bride's uh, wedding budget and mm -hmm. take more of that pie if you will and um Dustin doesn't just want a thumb in the pie he wants the whole pie yeah so we've raised our prices and it's just like we're making um the same amount as we would have last year if we were doing a photo booth um so it just it hasn't been something that's been as popular this year um we've noticed a downtick of brides doing them however now that i say that in my mouth, our bride this weekend is having a photo booth. Is that the one I'm shooting else. with you? Oh. Yeah. 
but by someone else. Like she hired a third party company. And、uh, we have seen them a couple of times this year. So I still think that there is room in the market for a photo booth.、Um, I think from a, from a business perspective, though, Alex. I would say it would be easier to start a secondary company.、Um, and why I say that is because I think it's, it's hard to, to cross promote it. And I think there's still a way that you can say, hey, are you guys thinking about a photo booth? If so, this is who we recommend instead of just like only being able to push it onto your brides. Because the. I think if you're only doing it at like 10 weddings that you're personally shooting, it's not going to be as profitable as like the photo booth companies that are able to send it out to like 50 to 60 weddings and then just hiring someone to man it.、Um, so I think that's the direction we're thinking about taking things.、Um, I've never made the commitment to buy, some, buy into something like Giphy.、Uh, for those of you that don't know, Giphy is a,、uh, like an iPad f-、uh, printless photo booth that simply I, I takes. I think it's pronounced Giphy. Giphy, Jiffy, Liffy.、Um, <laughs> takes a,、uh, a GIF of you and then、um, emails it or texts it to yourself for you to post on Instagram or whatever. Um, but that's obviously only if you opt to get the iPad that has the, the cellular connection.、Um, and they're really, really expensive. Like you would have to book a tremendous amount of business or charge a tremendous amount for it in order to、uh, really profit off of it. However, however, Zane Naylor writes in. And he says, I'm not a wedding photographer by trade, but I've worked probably hundreds of weddings in various roles, including many with photo booths. I have tried most booth options and might be able to provide some perspective from that point of view. Most recently, Zane has been using Curator Pix Booth, which is iPad based and does all of the above that Giphy, Jiffy does. As far as booth stands go, I recommend Booth Masters, but I've worked with most. So if you got questions, Zane's happy to share. So if you want to jump in the Facebook group and ask Zane a question, you can. But Zane was saying that the、uh, curator picks booth th- thing that he's using with an iPad and with the Booth Masters stand is about a third of the price of Giphy. Yeah, so that's kind of what my friend is doing. My friend that、uh, owns a rental company, renting like tables, chairs, linens, that kind of stuff.、Mm-hmm. Uh, when he saw the success、uh, two years ago of our photo booth, he went ahead and did a DIY photo booth type thing where it's just an iPad on a stand with like a photo booth app. Yeah. And then it like emails them or texts them the photo. Yeah, that's the thing Zane's and- talking about. It's just an iPad app. Yep. So that's what he does. And he's been really successful with that.、Um, but he did that as a secondary company from his rental company called DIY Fort Wayne Photo Booth or something like that. And it comes with like a video light attached to it.、Mm-hmm. And they have to provide their own backdrop and all that stuff. And it's literally just like a microphone stand with an iPad mounted to it. And then. It just, it's up and going kind of thing. He's got like parental controls on it, so it can only access the iPad app or the, the photo booth app. And、um, yeah, 
but he charges like 150 to 200 dollars to rent it and he's got that thing rented out he's got like three of them now and they're all rented out every weekend Mm -hmm. cool but his target his target for that is not the same weddings that i'm targeting to shoot photos at so that's why i think that having a secondary company for something like that is is better Wow, it's just, just looking at that conversation. It looks like uh, Adam Sachs jumped in with a bunch of information, too. He uses Giphy as well, or he uses Giphy. And he rents his Giphy out to DJ companies and a couple planners on weekends when he's not using it. Yeah. That's a pretty, pretty great idea. Yeah, I mean, I talked to someone who uh, really, really liked the Giphy concept, and what they were using uh, theirs for was a free add-on two weddings as sort of a, Hey, if you book us, we'll give you the Giphy for free. And they looked at, looked at it as a way to capture email addresses. Cause you also get an entire list of all the emails that everyone uses to send themselves the photos. If you guys were here for the, uh, David Mendoza episode, he talked about his Giphy setup and he has branded his Giphy thing as Schwiggy. I think it was called. And he rents it out and uses it to capture people's emails address. Yes. And then he sends That's emails out from. to yes. all of his clients um, saying, hey, like whenever the gallery goes live, hey, you can check out the gallery for all the photos. And then he sends something out like later in the year, he said too. Like he only emails twice, but yeah, that is a great way to capture email addresses. Yeah. So yeah. So why don't you and Jen do a photo booth? Uh, we tried it. We did a photo booth kind of the same way you did, where it was like we brought a backdrop and then one of us manned the photo booth and like just took photos all night long. And it was just so much extra work on top of what we were already doing. And it was so stressful because it was like we had to like shut the photo booth down for any time like something important was going on because we didn't like hire a third person to be there. And that's it, why you just don't open the photo booth up until all the important events are over. Yes. But then, oh, garter toss and bouquet and just stuff like random stuff like that that happens later on in the night. And it just, it was a lot of work and a lot of standing around. And when we did that, we ended up, I feel like staying later at weddings as a result too. And we didn't really want to stay later. Uh, now, one of the things was we shut the photo booth down when we shut down typically for our photos. Um, somebody was asking about that, but I don't see their posts anymore. So I'm sorry, whoever that was on Facebook was asking about it, but uh, we would just say the photo booth is only operational as long as we're there. If you want to add more time on with the photo booth, you also have to add more time on with the company. So we double right. charge them for the extra time. Even right. though literally one of us was operating the photo booth, so they weren't getting two photographers with extra time, but it was, it was just, it wasn't fun, man. I just Can I ask what like you were it. charging to do it? And I don't were you offering anymore, prints? To be honest. We were not offering prints. We did like a digital gallery where they could go and download the photos. It was like separate from the past photos for the actual event. And we handed out like cards at the thing that would say like, Hey, this is where you can go to find your photos or whatever. Yeah, I think the the origin story of how I got into pushing photo booths is sort of interesting. Um, oh gosh, because this, that, that's a clear indicator. It's going to be super boring when you say, "I think it's interesting." Well, it's just it's funny because we were doing that kind of unplugged photo booth type style, like you were doing, mm-hmm. um, and then we had one bride several years ago. It was like the week of the wedding, I think it was, and. 
we were going or maybe it was like a month i think it was like a month before her wedding we were kind of going over the package and everything and like walking through like the, the invoice because uh, it was like to date one of our like largest paying clients mm-hmm. i mean she like got everything and included in that was the photo booth. And so I was like walking through, like asking her where at the venue she wanted us to set up and kind of explaining. And then she was like, oh, by the way, is it going to be like the strip prints? And uh, like, is it going to be our name or our date or anything on the bottom? And I was like, oh, well, I mean, actually, like we don't do prints um, for the photo booth. And then I'm waiting for the story would, to get interesting. It still hasn't happened yet. She, just so you're on the and same she, page as me. Can you, can you throw some explosions in or something cool? And she was like, well, we, we, we really thought you were going to do prints. And she was like really upset. And I was like, well, we do offer a print option. Like this is me like scrambling at this point. And I'm like, but it's like an extra like thousand dollars or, you know, or something. I don't remember what I charged, but I was like an extra amount. And she's like, okay, we'll add that in. And I'm like, oh shit. Like, cause no, it was I like enough to. where I, yeah, it was like enough where I was like, I don't think she'll care about prints because I, I gave her like my whole sales pitch why I don't think you need prints at a photo booth because everybody's just going to like take a picture of it with their iPhone and throw it away anyways. They just want to get it on Facebook. Yep. And, and she was like, no, I, I really want the prints. Uh, I don't really care what it costs. Go ahead and add it. And you're like, and did like, I say a thousand? I meant two thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. I was like, fuck. So then I spent like the next like week, like researching what kind of printer and what kind of setup and all this stuff and ended up like buying this like $2,000 like event style printer um, and paper and ink and all this stuff. How many times did you use it? Once. And then so it's now, now we're at the week of the wedding and I'm like kind of going over the timeline with her one last time because this is an ethnic wedding. So there's a lot more elements and a okay, lot more stop. moving pieces. Just wind that back. We talked about this before. You don't ever say ethnic wedding. That's how you sound like a racist. And I am going to leave this cultural, in just like last time where I call <laughs> cultural you out. Wedding. Um, and so she, like I explained the photo booth and the bride was like, oh wait, it's like a photo booth where you just bring a backdrop. Like, I thought it was going to be, like, one of those, like, at the mall or, like, the movie theater where, like, we get into a physical booth. Did she cancel it? Did she cancel it after it, you spent $2,000 on a printer? So, she cancels the photo booth. She still lost, like, the deposit or whatever that I had her pay for it, but, she, like, I was out that, like, $2,000 I paid for the printer. <laughs> Uh, and then the funny part was that after the wedding, the mom called and she's like, yeah, I was kind of disappointed with the photo booth uh, because I thought we were getting that kind that like you could really fit a lot of people in and do like big group shots. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I obviously was talking to the wrong person in the decision making process. Uh, but yeah, since I bought it like so far before the wedding, I was unable to return it. And then I'm like, OK, Corinne, we've got to really make a push into printing photo booth pictures now. <laughs> And Corinne was like, uh, Dustin, I'm busy working. I'm a doctor. I don't have time to do sales for you. Uh, this was long before she was a doctor. This is how long ago this was. So do you still print photos now that your boring yeah. ass story is over? Yeah, we just did it like last month. We did one. Nice. I think we do about, but we, like I said, we don't push the photo booth like we once did. We do about uh, two a year, maybe four at the most. And $2,000 every single time. So you could just buy a whole new printer from every single one, right? Yep. That's right. New (laughs) printer every wedding.
Oh man, I'm bummed out that I can't find the uh, things where somebody was asking about doing a photo booth. They were specifically requesting because they live in the UK and they said that they were home away from most weddings by about nine o'clock at night. And if you do a photo booth, you end up staying a lot later. So they didn't know if they actually wanted to add it to their package, which is why I brought up the whole thing about Jen and I like photo booth ends when we end like that's, that was it for us. But he was saying that it, he lives so far north in the UK that it's like not even the sun doesn't even set to like, I think he was saying like 11 o'clock at night in the summer or something utterly ridiculous like that. So, yeah, I mean, it really just comes down to how much you value your time. So like, if you don't want to stay late at weddings, then you have to charge enough of like an overtime fee to make it worth it for you. If uh, a bride does ask you to stay. Mm -hmm. So like Steve loves staying late at weddings. So like, this Friday, he's going to stay till like 1 a.m. And he's not going to charge me anything extra because he loves me and he's my best friend. And he's giving me this look of just endearing, heartfelt warmth and love and passion. That's four lies in a row. Wow. Keep it up, man. You're going for a new gold record right there. Brandon from our Wedding Hangover Facebook group says, couple questions for y'all. How do you structure pricing for associate photographer weddings versus normal pricing when you're the primary? Also, how much contact do you have the associate do with the client? I'm thinking that if my associate shoots the engagement session, they're going to need to be in touch with the client to figure out a meeting time and location. We kind of already answered this in the group, but I thought it was a good enough question. We should address it on the podcast as well, Dustin. Sure. Yeah, so uh, I... And I think Steve answered this really well in the group, so I'll reiterate it. When you're an associate photographer, our belief in how we handle things is that you should have to do zero work outside of shooting the wedding. So there's no communication between the associate and the client. Um, if the client really pushes to meet the associate before the wedding, uh, we will facilitate that. We will be at that meeting to help with any awkwardness or any questions that the associate might not be prepared for. But other than that, I shoot the engagement session. If she's available to come on the engagement session, she will. She, it's totally optional for her. She does not get paid any extra to come on the engagement session. Now, if she were to lead the engagement session, like meaning she does it and I'm not there, then yes, of course she would get paid for that. But I give her the option. I just tell her when it's scheduled, when we're doing it. If she wants to come, she can. If she thinks that that will help her better get to know the couple. But nine times out of 10, she has something else going on and she's a busy woman um, and she cannot go. Yeah, because you're not paying her. That's why. You should pay her to do the engagement session just so she gets to know the client ahead of time, builds a rapport with them. Because you don't shoot the exact same way your associate shoots. So they're going to go into the shoot thinking, oh, we're getting this Dustin, this Dustin baked, you know, posing scheme or whatever. And then they're going to get Dustin's associates baked posing scheme. And they're going to be like, what the heck? I'm so thrown off by this. No, I tell them, I say, you know, so what we try to do is she gives me available dates for an engagement session. If those dates don't work with the client, I don't make it something where I'm going to play this like back and forth, back and forth, trying to coordinate, you know, everyone's yeah. schedule. It's like, hey, here's the dates that they're available. Here's the date she's available. If those dates don't match up, I just do it. I don't want to make it a big thing of... Mm -hmm. And then okay. I also don't want them to, to, I don't want them to get all stressed out about like, well, she's not, you know, available for our engagement session. 
and she's not going to do our wedding. Plus, nine times out of ten, the couples our associates are shooting are out of out of town or out of state. They're people that are coming back to Fort Wayne that are just doing small weddings. Well, what? we don't typically. Yeah, we don't typically book uh, weddings for our associate shooters that are like going to be big, crazy weddings. We just give them simple, whoa, whoa, whoa. Time out. easy. All of the weddings Jen and I shoot that are big, crazy weddings are people who are coming to the state from out of state for their wedding. None of the weddings that we shoot that are big, crazy weddings are people who actually like live in Indianapolis. I'm perplexed by this. Yeah. Fort Wayne's a much All different the- market. Yeah, all the weddings that we have booked for our associate are people that l- live in Indy or live in Chicago and are coming back and just doing like something small. Uh, most of them tend to be around uh, the lake area, like Lake. I don't know if that's a, there's a name for it, but lake like Wallace-y. the areas around where the Lake Tippecanoe, yeah, like the Wallace, Syracuse, Webster, yeah. that kind of area, um, because they obviously they have like family property. The lake means something to them. Um, and they're like small, intimate weddings, typically at their, like in their backyard or cool. Now I was exaggerating earlier when I said all of the big weddings Jen and I do are from out of state. It just seems like a disproportionate amount of them are not all of them. Don't, don't, I, I really painted myself into a corner with that one. Jen's going to be pissed off. Mm. She's going to be like, why are you lying about my business again, Steven? <sighs> yeah. So Dustin, how do you price it differently though? Uh, it, what do you mean? Re-ask the question, when please. When a person comes to you and they're like, hey there, Dustin, I'm from out of state and I want to hire you to be my wedding photographer, but you're already booked, so it has to be an associate photographer. Now, uh, how do you sure. respond to them? Sure. I say, hey, Hillbilly Jack, we oh, are- How did you know my name? I didn't even say it yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's just how good we are, and that's why you should hire us to be your wedding photographer. Darn shooting, you are good. <laughs> Better than an opossum on a raccoon. I do love a good possum on a raccoon. Uh, a little honey drizzle and a little paprika. Oh, uh, yeah. Don't forget that oregano. Oh, oregano, that's for those hicks in Alabama. I'm from oh. Alabama, you motherfucker. <laughs> uh, no, so we respond with, hey, such and such, I'm so glad that you reached out to us to shoot your wedding. Uh, we're really excited for this next chapter in your life, blah, blah, blah. Um, or I I like to phrase every email as a positive and not a negative. Um, So, because what we used to do for associate shooters is we would say like, oh, bummer, Dustin's booked, but... Oh, you're totally screwed. I can't believe this, but we do have this like crappy photographer you could hire. (laughs) We've got this like moldy bread in the fridge that we could still make your sandwich with. Um, so no, how we phrase it, the green on the bread really brings like a whole different flavor to it. I find, um, and that feeling you get afterwards, it's almost like being high. It's a delicious sandwich. So we phrase it with like, congratulations, your date is still available. Our amazing photographer, Michelle, or I say our amazing lead photographer, Michelle is still open that day. And we would love to talk to you more about how we can, you know, help document your wedding. Here are some links to weddings that Michelle has shot. Um, let us know if you would like more information, something, something in that vein. Okay. But is it less money or more money? Oh, it's less money. For how sure. much it's less? less? A thousand dollars off each package. Oh, that's pretty much what Jen and I do too. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. We, we do the whole thing. You try to you approach it like a, a positive thing. Yeah. I found that uh, then they don't feel like, oh, wait, I'm not getting Dustin. 
I'm getting like the second string quarterback. This is like, oh, hey, I don't even care about Dustin because Michelle's available. But also, I don't care about Dustin because he's a mother. <laughs> who made, who made fun of my beautiful Alabama? Go Tar Heels. Wait, that's Tennessee, I think. Okay. No, Crimson Tide. Right. Crimson Tide. There we go. Auburn. Isn't Auburn yeah. Al- Alabama? Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> Moving on, moving forward, moving upwards, moving downwards. Oh, we got what another. Else? We got. We got. We got some more questions to do. Come on, we gotta right. make this a full show. Full show. Do you want to? You pick the next question. Just go down. The rest are not from our Facebook group, so they're less important. Just find one that speaks to you. Uh, I'm just gonna read point. I'm gonna pick one at random. I'm a photography noob, but. I love to travel to new cities, and I also like hiking in nature. Mm-hmm. I would like the ability to take pictures of myself with scenic backgrounds, daytime nature shots, dark cityscapes, <gasps> etc. And I was wondering what accessories or equipment I would need to accomplish this. Disclaimer. I only plan on putting these pictures on social media like Instagram. I'm a college student, so a budget of around $600 is what I'm attempting. I haven't bought a camera yet. That's something I'm working on trying to decide on. I assume I probably need a tripod too? Question mark? (laughs) Well, let me tell you, a person from... What was her? Let's call let's call her the photo noob. Mm, they have a name. It was on Reddit. We can look it up. She's a she's an avid listener of this podcast. Anonymous sigh. Anonymous sigh. <laughs> Anonymous is spelled normally, and then it p s y at the end. So sigh. Sorority girl. Anonymous sigh. Yeah. Or, or maybe maybe Pisces. Pi- Pi Sigma. Maybe she's psychic. Maybe she has psychic capabilities. Maybe she's a Psyduck from Pokemon. I was just going to say, maybe she's a Pokemon enthusiast. Yeah. Psy-yi-yi. Don't give her a headache. She will destroy you. Look, <laughs> Anonymous Psy, I'm going to help you out so good right now. All you need is your phone and a tripod. The cheapest tripod you can find. And your budget is only around $600. So the next thing you're going to want to spend to get all these awesome travel shots, a green screen. <laughs> now, now, you might be like, what the hell? <laughs> but look, let me just help you out here. Um, so you take the photo of yourself in front of the green screen, and then you edit the green out, and then you put somebody else's picture <laughs> of a scenic background in. Or your own picture. Uh, you know, that's probably a little bit more... Um, ethically better? <laughs> ethically better, not ethnically you said ethnically. Oh my gosh. Need to get you some new headphones. <laughs> Dustin, what do you got for Anonymous Psy? Help Anonymous Psy out. Uh, I would just, yeah, get yourself a nice selfie stick. Use your iPhone. There's no need for fancy schmancy cameras just for Instagram selfies uh, while you're traveling. When we're traveling, I don't even bring a camera anymore. My iPhone is so killer. In fact, I was just doing video of our daughter with it. Uh, tonight and I'm like god the video quality on this thing is so good that I just I don't even know why I buy these $3,000 Sony's every six months 
spot. So Steve has something to play with when he shoots with you. That's why you buy those Sonys. If you don't have the Sonys, I don't come play with you. I mean, work for you. (laughs) That didn't sound weird at all. I don't know. Selfie stick. You can get one of those fancy, like, stabilized ones if you want. Um, That's like, uh, I think DJI makes, like, a super deluxe selfie stick. Now, another thing you could do, up up your iPhone game a little bit. Go to Olo Clip, get some lenses, some wide lenses, some 2X lenses, you know, r- really make those uh, iPhone photos pop. Peel. Should we take one more question? Austin. Thanks from for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast with Dustin and Steve. If you want to help us out, jump on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a five star review. Or maybe just iTunes, because I never look at Stitcher, so I wouldn't even know if you left one. If you want to connect, know what that is. you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Wedding Photo Hangover, or on Twitter at Wedpick Hangover. Dustin is on Instagram at Dustin underscore McKibben, and Steven is at Steven Van Elk. If you want to get involved with the awesome community of listeners, join the Wedding Hangover Facebook group. Uh, the people in that group, not only are they bringing great questions that we sometimes address on the podcast, but there's so many people there who are just there to help each other out. And when people have questions, they jump in with expert advice and just give great advice, better advice than Dustin and I could give. So definitely get in the group. It's, it's awesome in there. Dustin, what would you say about the group? In five words, what is the best thing about the group? And I'm counting. Go. Community. Uh, there's a lot of jabs at Dustin. There's a lot of, oh, community, there's a lot of. That's all you got. I said five words, Dustin. A lot of community. There you go. A lot of community. That's four words. You need one more. Pizzazz. Pizzazz. (laughs) Thank you all for listening so much. We'll see you next time your head is pounding. Your limbs feel like dead weight and your entire being aches for the sweet embrace of death. That's right. Next Sunday after you shoot another wedding. Dun, dun, dun. Assuming that, you know, the episode comes out on a Sunday since I will be celebrating my 10-year anniversary with Jen this week. No, you're celebrating your 10-year anniversary with me. No, I've only known you for like two years, and I wouldn't celebrate that. I would. As long as one of us is celebrating, that's really all that matters. Just don't celebrate all over my face again. <laughs> that's how you end a friendship. Oh, I, th- I think I lost Dustin with that comment. I think I lost him. Oh, he's coming back. He's coming back. He's he's able to sit oh, up again. It was one time the sandwich had way too much aioli on it. I squeezed it too hard. I can't help myself sometimes, yeah, The green Steven. fuzz growing on top of the sandwich, that's not aioli, Dustin. We've been over this. That's why you felt so, uh, so good afterwards. And by good, I mean threw up in the bathroom so much. Mm. Dustin, you got any th- cool stuff you want to tell me about? Any new shows you're watching? What, what you up to? Uh, I am currently... Uh, infatuated by Madam Secretary. I think I said this last week. A dark place that you go to every single week. Yeah, trying to get my political fix. You don't get enough political fix just from watching the internet? Garrett was selected as the the engage E of the Bachelorette, which was uh, pretty exciting. That's who we were rooting for. You're you're watching the Bachelorette? Yeah, baby. I got to be pop culturally sound when I go into these weddings with a room full of women. That's why I play fantasy football, so I'm pop culturally sound when I go into these weddings with a bunch of women. Exactly. Got to know all my Uh, deets, my stats, so I can talk talk real hard. Uh, For for the winner, because he's been getting a lot of beef, because he's just like a normal guy. He's not one of the, the typical guys who go on that show that are like trying to become Instagram famous for, uh, you know to support their lives. 
He's just like a normal farmer type guy that went on. And, you know, he might have liked some really questionable posts on Instagram. Oh, wait, what is this? Yeah, this was like a whole thing today, man. Where have you been? Um, Obviously not keeping up on The Bachelor. Bachelorette. Bachelorette. But yes. Uh, yeah, so people did like, as soon as he won, uh, got announced last night that he won, every news outlet and, you know, hedgehog twitter person was doing like deep dives on him to find out like all his little dirty secrets which uh turns out there were like a few posts on instagram that he just happened to have liked or a spam bot he was paying money <laughs> like no 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 him. like th- three years before he was even on the show oh okay and they happened to have some homophobic uh references or tendencies those those posts that he liked and so he so uh i didn't even know you could look at the posts somebody liked on instagram i I didn't either i did not either but like he was just being torn apart uh today and like his family was being brought it was just like a whole thing and it was like i just felt really bad for the guy here he is in like this moment where he just got engaged he can finally come out publicly and and, say that he hates gay people (laughs) he finally got that (laughs) chance and, and celebrate the, and that. And these news and facilities had to steal that from him. Now he doesn't get to tell his own story. Yeah, it's just, it's not like he even like commented on these posts. It was like simply that he just happened to like, like it. And yeah, it, it, it was just like such a, it's like, that's the world we live in now where the president of the United States can write like all of these crazy things. And we're like, yeah, this is awesome. And then like this poor guy liked something three years ago and his entire life is obliterated overnight. I'm sorry. Um, are you disparaging daddy Trump? Is that what we call him? Now? Are you disparaging <laughs> daddy Trump on our the podcast? Dawn. Do you want to get dawn. us kicked off of Apple podcasts like Alex Jones? No, uh, I got no beef with Papa, Papa Don. <laughs> Papa Don's. That's great because it lumps him in with another known racist, Papa John. Papa John, who went to the same university as your very own Steve Van Elk. I can't take credit for that joke. That was actually a Jimmy Fallon joke from last night. Mm. It was like uh, where Donald Trump is always saying he's better at everything. So he was like, did like a whole Donald Trump bit where he was like, better ingredients, better this. And he's like, Papa Don's. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, what are you up to, man? You got anything other than your anniversary fun in your life? Are you guys going anywhere fun for your anniversary? Doing anything exciting? Uh, I'm not talking about anything anniversary related until after it happens, Dustin. Oh, man. But I am I am excited to see these elephants you rented for her. I mean, oh, shit. Was I not supposed to say that out loud? I'm going to murder you because that's not going to happen. And now if she thinks that was actually a possibility... When she listens to the podcast before it actually officially comes out to everybody else. Oh, does Jennifer get to listen to these before the general populace? Before you. (laughs) Oh, I'd love that you still think I listen to this podcast. Damn it, Dustin. I told you last week we're not making that joke anymore. Steven. I think my dick just disappeared. Bing, bang, boom. Done, 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 done. Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs. Woo-wee. Hey guys, this is Steve jumping back in. How do I word this? 
I've started using some new software that was free, and as a result, I'm now contractually obligated to tell you guys that you should be listening to this podcast in the Overcast podcasting app if you're on an iPhone. Honestly, it's the podcasting app I used even before I started using this free software to help out with the podcast production, so I would recommend it anyway, but I am also now contractually obligated to mention it every once in a while on our podcast. So take that as you will. It is the best podcasting app out there, in my very humble opinion. The maker of Overcast actually booted Alex Jones off of his podcasting apps directory um, about a week before Apple and Facebook and YouTube and all those other companies did. So it's got that going for it. Big fan of Overcast here. 